What's up, everybody, and welcome back to episode 74 of the 1% Podcast. We're climbing up there closer to 100. 104 will be two years of consistency, and that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. So I got a couple talking points, a little mid-year check-in, some consistency updates, hopefully hearing from some of you guys on how everything's going and some of the things we've been trying to implement lately and talking about on the podcast. So do a quick little uh, update, mid-year update, and uh, talk about some goal setting for the second half of the year and uh, recap some of the things we've been talking about. So hopefully everybody's crushing this week, crushing the first half of the year. I know it's a super exciting time with summer and everything going on. A lot of business cycles pick up during this time period with kids out of school, whether you're selling homes, selling technology, whatever the case may be. Uh, if you're selling something, it's uh, it's a good time to be in sales. And I don't know about a lot of the people who are... Uh, you know, jumping on and listening to the podcast or in sales, highly, highly recommend being in sales. If you guys have the opportunity to do so, just because you're not trading your time for money, you're kind of trading your services for money. So it allows you to go out and challenge yourself, set some lofty goals and try to hit them. And one thing on our team that we do is try to set monthly, yearly, weekly goals, especially breaking down. I know I've talked about this before, but breaking down a lot of those goals into smaller, more obtainable goals. So if you're trying to close 60 deals throughout the course of the year, you got to close five deals a month, which means you got to close about a deal deal a week or so. Uh, so being able to track yourself in the small minimal components has really helped me try to scale my business and beat the long-term goals, especially when you're focused on the minute things. Like if you have to make 50 phone calls to close one deal, well, to close 60 deals, you got to make 3000 phone calls throughout the course of the year, if that's your conversion rate. So with all that being said, I highly recommend tracking your stuff. And a lot of the times when I don't want to track my stuff, it's because I'm either insecure, anxious that I'm not going to be living up to what I said I was going to do. So I think that that's a great you know, thing to look at between you and yourself and just look yourself in the mirror and see if you're actually holding yourself to the standard that you want to be held to, or if you're kind of shying away because you don't think you're able to obtain some of those goals. So it lets you kind of reset. So you know, with it being about to be July 1st here coming up soon, I highly recommend if you guys have year long goals, go check them out. Make sure you're at least halfway or more to those goals. And if you're not, maybe you have to reset some of them to lower the expectations to try to get there. Now, you know, with the 1% compounding in the right direction, hopefully over the course of time, you'll be able to win, you know, as many days as possible. I heard Andy Frisella say this. So if you win, you know, if you want to win the week, you got to win more days than you lose throughout the week. You win the week. And you win, you know, several weeks in a month and you end up winning the month. You win enough months in the year, you win the year, you win enough years in your life that you're going to end up winning at life. So I think that it's very uh, cool thing that he said to be able to hold yourself accountable and make sure you're, you know, staying on track and, you know, hitting all the goals you want to. Uh, one of the things I talked about a couple of weeks ago. Started getting to running again. Going to run the uh, Dallas Marathon in December. So if anybody wants to join in on that, would love to, uh, you know, have you join myself and Michael Colsar, who's been on the podcast a few times. So I'm sure we'll do a pod when we're in Dallas talking about the the marathon, how it went, some of the battles and struggles. It's uh, it's not fun running. I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. I'm trying to do it to do things that I don't like. Uh, so I think forcing myself to do some of these things that I'm not necessarily a fan of is strengthening not only your body, but your mind and it helps you end a ton of other aspects because if you're dead tired and you don't think you can run anymore and you got to run three more miles and you you know prove to yourself that you can do it there's a lot of other aspects of your life where you can't really make excuses anymore like that one more phone call you know one more email one more text one more check-in uh with your friends family or you know clients of yours or potential clients so 
I try to frame frame that in my mind whenever I'm running. I just try to think about something else in my life that I want to accomplish or, you know, obtain or get to. And that helps me fight through the, you know, temporary pain of running a few miles here and there. So highly recommend you guys, you know, getting into something that challenges yourself, whether it's jujitsu, like we've been doing, uh, running, working out, lifting weights, or if it's something as easy as like sticking to a diet, which is actually not, not too easy, but you know, holding yourself accountable with your macros or whatever diet it is, tracking your food is the easiest way to get there. So highly recommend whatever you do, just track it. And I could also do a way better job of that. So that's something I'm working on myself. Um, as far as the running plan goes, got two weeks down. I can promise you guys, I'll just put it out there right now. I will not miss a single run in the training program unless I get hurt for whatever reason. So run every single mile. Michael tells me to run and we'll see what happens when marathon marathon time comes. But we're about a week and a half done at this point with the training program of like a six month plan. So it's like 24 weeks. So we've really done about nothing, but I'm going to have you guys hold me accountable and I'll hold myself accountable to not missing a single run there. Um, been taking cold showers every morning, man, I cannot tell you how much of a difference that makes. So if you guys are big caffeine people like myself, you know, I like taking pre-workout in the morning before I go to the gym. I like drinking coffee throughout the day to stay stimulated it has been unbelievable what taking a cold shower will do. I just do it for a minute and then I change back to warm water to finish my shower. But doing it for a minute, by the time you're done, your whole body is like, it's a weird sensation, but it's like almost shocked. And I swear I'm doing this at two o'clock on Thursday afternoon. Usually by this time I would be dragging, uh, be tired, be, you know, sleepy, have a headache, cranky, whatever the case may be, just because of the caffeine starting to wear off that started at like 6 a.m. So taking the cold showers for whatever reason, I have no idea why. You can listen to Andrew Huberman if you want to figure out the scientific reasoning behind it. But I mean, I'm telling you, I feel so much more energetic. I'm lasting throughout the day, not having to drink as much caffeine. If you are listening to this and you do not take cold showers, it sucks. But I highly, highly, highly advise that you try to start taking cold showers. I mean, it's something that's so simple and it's one minute a day, seven minutes out of the week that will change. I mean, I, I, it'll change your life. I think I really think it will because it's helped me tremendously. And then with the reading, just sticking to the reading, got some books that we'll talk about in, in the future that uh, I think is pretty good. I'm reading a book called Radical Candor right now, which is just about fostering a positive culture and a work environment, how to uh, lead people and manage teams. So it's a pretty good book. If you guys want to read it, I got a copy. I could send it to you or, you know, obviously order one. I'd love to talk through any of the books. Um, you know, had the leadership and development program I'm in still going on. Just talked about a lot of things last week at our meeting that I think, you know, is some good things to touch on is like self-awareness and accountability. I think those are the two biggest things that, you know, make you not only a leader, but a better person. Cause if you're self-aware on the things that you need to get better on and can be accountable for those things and not trying to pass that off or push blame on other people, I think it's uh, a huge step in the right direction. And then also, which is like being a leader and being accountable, like even if it's not your fault and taking full responsibility for it, especially when people know that it's not your fault and you're taking full responsibility for it. I think that shows a lot about who you are as a person and honestly gains more credibility and traction through a mistake or a hiccup that maybe someone else in your company or in your life made that wasn't necessarily your fault, but just taking full responsibility and accountability for actions that may not be yours, even though they're technically yours because it's part of your business or whatever the case may be. It honestly feels really good just because you know that it's not necessarily your fault, but you're just going to take 
you know, the brunt of whatever blame you get for whatever has happened uh, off of other people. I think they all really respect that and want to work harder for you when you do that. So um, just wanted to touch on that as well. So um, since we did lead off with consistency, I had some people text me a few things. I reached out on things I could talk um, about on the podcast. So one of the talking points was, you know, everyone's guilty of leaning off consistency. So once you're back on track, doesn't it feel, you know, really good? And when we're off track, why do we cons- consistently do things that make us feel like shit? Um, I think it's a great talking point, a great question. And I think that the reason why we do things that make us feel bad in the long term is because it's that instant gratification. I mean, when you eat, food that's not great for you. It always tastes really good. You feel good in the moment. And when you're done eating the food, you feel terrible. Um, whereas if you eat healthy food and you keep that positive momentum up, then you can really ride that wave. And I think that all, all the people that are trying to get started on something positive like that, I think you need to give it more than a couple of days. Cause it does suck to start off with like the cold shower sucks. Eating healthy sucks. Running sucks. It's all good for you in the long term. Like I'm not one that's preaching that this stuff is all fun to do, but I think that it dramatically increases your energy levels, your, you know, positive attitude, outlook on life, your outlook with yourself. And, you know, another thing with that, I saw a video people talking about like, you know, what's the best fashion advice. And the guy said the best fashion advice is to be in good shape because when you walk in the room, everybody respects it and no one can go to, you know, a tailor that's, you know, 400 pounds and look better in a suit than someone who's, you know, in good shape and maybe not wearing as nice of a suit. So, you know, I know people have some, you know, eating problems or whatever the case may be, but I think if you can take care of a lot of those things and get in very, very good shape, it's going to help you not only in your personal life, but in business as well. Um, and then, you know, talking about self-awareness, you know, when you feel a hundred percent and when you don't feel a hundred percent. So, I mean, chase, chase that good feeling every day is kind of what one of my buddies said to, Kind of talk about chasing the good feeling. And then, you know, the last thing I'll touch on is kind of with, with that being said, not everyone's going to have a hundred percent every day. So if you live with people, you live with your significant other, you live with, you know, whoever that you live with your parents, a lot of the times people are not feeling, you know, a hundred percent. So if you're in a relationship where it's considered 50, 50, like if you have a significant other, you live with your girlfriend, whatever the case is, uh, Nina and I have started to try to do this is like, when you get home, if you don't have the 50% that you have to put into the relationship, like let that person know that you're only 20% there so they can kind of catch up with some of that slack. And it goes back and forth. Cause it's definitely a give and take situation with everything, you know, in a relationship and your personal life. So not all the time are you going to be there a hundred percent, but I think that trying to give as much of that effort as possible on a daily basis is going to, you know, tremendously change the trajectory of your life. So, um, I've already seen it working in a relationship in my personal life and all that good stuff. So, you know, let's keep getting 1% better. Keep on grinding. Hopefully some of you guys will come see Michael and I in Dallas for the marathon. If you want to get started, we're only a week into the training, so you didn't miss anything. We'd love to have some more people sign up and run and uh, it'll be an awesome time. So appreciate you guys tuning in. Appreciate all the support. Love everything uh, about you guys responding, helping me with some topics to talk about and uh, keep tuning in and following along. Appreciate you guys and uh, hope you have a great week. Love you guys.